Hello and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond and I thank you for joining me today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through the Word of God. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 21, the New King James Version. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. You see, mankind is designed with a built-in mechanism for desire. This mechanism is called the will and is a part of the living soul. The soul and the spirit of man is difficult to study or explain without referring to the manufacturer's handbook. Only the Bible defines the spiritual part of man. The mystery unfolds more easily if you're born of the Spirit. Otherwise, the desire for God is confused and directed towards selfish desires, which are the foundation of sin. The Holy Spirit can be resisted in Acts 7.51. The Holy Spirit can be quenched. In 1 Thessalonians 5.19, we can throw water on the fire by disobedience and so forth, or he can be grieved. According to Ephesians 4.30, he is often grieved by unwholesome words, Ephesians 4.29. Believers need to be sensitive and submissive and obedient to the leading or urging of God's Spirit in their daily lives. Let's look at Ephesians 5.18. It says, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now the connecting word and, this verse starts with, it clearly links with the preceding verses. That's why we started out with verse 15. Our daily conduct, in Ephesians 5.15, the redemption of opportunities that God presents, Ephesians 5.16, and the will of God. Ephesians 5.17 connects to this verse. The obvious implication is that being continually filled with the Spirit is intimately related to the will of God, also to making the most of time in our daily conduct during our life on earth. The verse starts out, And do not get drunk with wine. Well, we know from Ephesians 5.21 that drunkenness is a work of the flesh, and to be under the influence of alcohol hinders the influence of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then the second part of the verse says to be filled with the Spirit. This is a command, not a suggestion. The heathen finds his happiness in filling himself with wine and with worldly pleasures. The Christian finds his happiness in being filled with the Spirit. If you're not filled with the Spirit, you'll be filled with something else. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is in the present tense in this verse, 
making it a continual command for the believer. In the book of Acts, the same people who were filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost were filled again. You can compare Acts 2 verse 4 with verse 431. Most people don't get drunk on just one drink. Likewise, being filled with the Holy Spirit is not just a one-time, once-done experience. There's initial filling of the Holy Spirit and many subsequent fillings. Just as drunkenness can change people's personalities and make them act totally different, being filled with the Spirit gives us the characteristics of Jesus. Some of the effects of being filled with the Spirit are listed in the following verses, verse five, uh, chapter 5, verse 19 through 21. They include instructions from the Scriptures, worshiping with spiritual songs, and giving thanks unto the Lord and submission to one another. It's easy to say that we are filled with the Spirit because of some emotional feeling that we have, but Paul related the filling of the Spirit to life's relationships. If you're truly filled with the Holy Spirit, godly actions will prove it. Three areas are mentioned. The husband-wife relationship in Ephesians 5:22 and 23, the child-parent relationship in chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, and the master-slave relationship in Ephesians 6, verses 5 through 9. Each relationship calls for a submission to one another as being service rendered unto the Lord. Now let's go on to Ephesians five nineteen through 21. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Verses 19 through 21 is the worshipful fruit of being continually filled with the Spirit. The word speaking to one another translates better from the Greek, speaking to yourselves. Psalms are spiritual lyrics in song, and hymns are humanly inspired lyrics in song, and spiritual songs are impromptu rhythmic lyrics given by the Holy Spirit in one's language or in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14.15 reminds us that we pray in the Spirit and we also can pray with our understanding. We can sing in the Spirit and also sing with our understanding. The unity of the church and harmony of the home both depend on the Spirit. Chapter 4, verse 3 and chapter 5, verse 18. It is power from within, not pressure from without, that holds the church and the home together. Note the evidences of a Spirit-filled life. Joy, in verse 19, Gratitude, verse 20, obedience in 21, and so forth. Compare Colossians three fifteen through 17, and you will see that when Christians are filled with the Word of God, they have the same characteristics. In other words, to be filled with the Spirit of God means to be controlled by the Word of God. The marks of a Spirit-filled Christian are not unusual emotional experiences or miracles or loud praying in tongues, but rather a Christ-like behavior. A word-filled Christian is a spirit-filled Christian, 
a believer who is so controlled by the Word of God that it dominates your life, your life would demonstrate that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Word of God teaches children of God how to live, and the Spirit of God supplies the power to live for the glory of God. Now where it says be filled, that's a the Greek word that means literally be filled to the brim. It's like a city with no empty houses to be filled. And then figuratively to make complete or cause to abound. To be filled means to furnish or supply liberally, to take possession of, so ultimately to control. This word for be filled here in Ephesians 5.18 does not mean to get more of the Spirit, since the Spirit indwells us completely when we are born spiritually. The more common figurative meaning of filled in the New Testament is to be controlled by that which fills one's heart and mind. Here in Ephesians 5.18, God is commanding all saints, since the verb is plural, not just a select few that are to be filled, but everyone. It is one thing to have the Holy Spirit, but it's another thing for the Holy Spirit to have you. Since this filling is a command by God, if you're not being continuously filled with the Spirit, then you're obviously out of the Lord's will. How do I obey this command? How do I be filled with the Spirit, you may ask? The filling of the Spirit is the most important doctrine of the spiritual life. It's the foundation to everything else. There is nothing we need more. It is when the Holy Spirit is free to do all that he came into my life to do. Being filled with the Holy Spirit would be impossible if it depended on us, but God's Spirit can fill us. We need two things, emptiness and openness. We can't fill a jar that's already full, and we can't fill a jar that's not open. There must be a sense of need, therefore we pray, Lord, I'm empty and I need to be filled with your Spirit. Or we pray, Lord, I am open to you. Fill me with your Spirit. The filling of the Spirit is really as simple as that. As long as you're conscious of your need, or as long as you are willing to yield to the Lord, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit all day long. Genuine holy actions can be energized or enabled by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. If we are filled with or controlled by Him, yielded to Him, dependent on Him, and casting off any self-reliance, then we can successfully keep Paul's command on holy living. And as we do so, we are, in effect, also fulfilling Paul's command to walk by the Spirit, which effectively prevents us from carrying out the desires of the flesh. Read Galatians 5.16. We cannot do any of God's will apart from God's Spirit. Outside of the command for unbelievers to trust in Christ for salvation, there is no more practical and necessary command in Scripture than the one for believers to be filled with the Spirit. I believe that chapters 4, 5, and 6 of this epistle are the answer to how to be filled as well as the fruit of being filled with the Spirit. Let's let our declaration be, We are blessed as we do the word by faith, by walking in obedience, 
yielded to the Holy Spirit. We can be imitators of God. We have godly relationships. Jesus will sanctify his bride and present to himself his church without spot or wrinkle, holy and blameless. Amen. We are strong in the Lord, and in the strength of his might we do put on his armor and stand against the tactics of the devil. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Thank you for following the podcast. I hope you will share this message. God bless you, my friend. Remember, you can share your comments and prayer requests. Click the mailbag button on the website, or you can email me, mailbag at victorybriefings.net. With your permission, I'll read your comments on the mailbag section of the podcast. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net.